right. I'm quite moved this morning. It's been a beautiful time, hasn't it? Um, so an interesting thing happened to me this morning and last night. Um, as Kirk's saying, we are learning. We're on a journey. And one of our most important priorities in moving to Tairafiti was that we wanted to really, as we have been embraced and welcomed by not only the land but the people, is get to know the lay of the land and get to know the people of um, Tairafiti because we know we have absolutely been called uh, for a time to be here um, to, for us, even for our own salvation, is to set our eyes on the sun, the author and perfecter of our faith, and to learn again and again, almost like a rebirth of Christ being resurrected in our lives and in the church's lives. So we are here to be built up ourselves with the church and by the church, and we are here to encourage the church, to encourage confidence within the, Christ, within the church for Christ to rise as the rising sun. So it's been very important for us. And we, we're learning slowly but surely, authentically and openly. And so I've been spending a lot of time with Meredith. She has granted me time, her personal time. She's given me the opportunity to listen, to ask questions and to hear. And it's been a really sweet, significant time um, that I've had with Meredith. And so um, it's a blessing that she has shared with us. And we're going to hear that on Tuesday when um, it goes out in Waitangi. Now, today, I'm just going to talk personally. Okay. I don't have strong Opinions. I know this is a hot topic about Waitangi and the beginnings and the atmosphere, the surrounding circumstances of how um, the treaty came together, the pure intention that some might say that um, Māori and Pakia are coming together and saying, how can we live together in harmony? Some would say, has that been upheld? Some would say there's been a real effort. Some would say there's been a total letdown. Now, I don't have any views on that as such, but I just want to talk from the perspective, if we zoom out, that we have unity in Christ first and foremost. That tangata whenua, people of the land, that we've got to not find ourselves making the land the priority over people, but land was made for people, but people to inhabit the land and together a unity and harmony in that. What's interesting to me, I am, um, I self-study, I've had a little bit of official study with the Israel University of the Hebrew language. I've done it over the years, casually, part-time, anytime I can dive in, I will. And what I love about that language is, is that it's very significant, very symbolic, and so I find with Tereo, very significant, very symbolic. And so I want to share two words with you, and I, I kind of want to focus on tangata whenua and what, what that looks like and what that means and what I've experienced being a South African coming. Can I see all the hands from South Africa? Because we seem to be increasing. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah. We're not taking over the land, don't worry. <laughs> we, we are, um, we've also come from a land of disruption, a land of apartheid, a land of disunity, and unfortunately, it, it still continues. But I want to share my experience of coming to this land and what I've experienced and 
And um, so this is very much a personal reflection. And to be honest, last night there was a lot of questions. We were um, dialoguing with um, Alfano and questions and going back and forth. And there were a few things that just aren't landing for me with some narratives that I hear. And at the end of the day, last night, Kirk and I went to bed and we said, Lord, give us clarity. Lord, give us perspective. Give us insight. Now, I'm not declaring today that I have full insight or that the Lord absolutely laid the whole thing out. He did not and he will not. And that's why I need each other. We need each other to get a full perspective and to continue learning and to stay as learners and not think we are experts. Because here's the thing about the enemy. And here's the thing about a sliver of understanding, a sliver of insight, is that when we start preaching and saying and standing and saying the sliver of what we understand from our experience, that if that's truth in the full reality, that's the definition of a lie and falsehood. And that's what the enemy does. He comes and he gives a sliver of information. That's where the power of suggestion comes from. Did God really say comes to Jesus, throw yourself off the mountain if you're really who you say you are. And Jesus is like, hold up. (laughs) Let me give you some context. And Jesus can do that because he's the full reality of God, isn't he? And so we've got to be very careful not to put our camp up with the sliver of information we have that might even be hearsay and not even a true seeing and hearing with your own eyes. And what did Jesus say? He said, I don't judge by what I see and hear. I judge righteously because he's in communion with the Father. He's in touch with the full reality. He is the full reality of God contained in man. So here's the word. Now, sorry, men, I always seem to be preaching about pregnancy or babies, but it's just so important. Um, And I'm going to just give you some examples of some words, okay? So... The Hebrew New Year, they say Rosh Hashanah, okay? And it means um, today is the conception of the universe. So the Hebrew New Year is, they're like, today is the day that the Lord said, let there be light, and there was light. They, they say as well, Hayom Harat Olam. And that word Harat is connected to pregnancy and birth. And Harayon means pregnancy in modern Hebrew. And it's also the name for a parent. And so one um, commentator puts it as this. In Genesis, it connects that the word heart, meaning mountains, parents, and ancestors, is being the ancient mountains from which we are home. Interesting. Because the word placenta in Maori is whenua, which also means... Anyone know? Land and placenta. Interesting. And we can imagine when God created, he created the land and then the man. The land was created to, for man to inhabit. So you can imagine the placenta is the land that provides oxygen and nutrition to the seed. And we, as believers, kingdom, have come from the land 
We have been birthed into the land and from the land when we've been reborn from the placenta of the kingdom. We have been honed from Mount Zion. That is where we come from, and that's where we will return. And that's why it's so interesting to Tangata Whenua is that people of the land, they have authority in a particular place. This is based on their deep relationship with that place through their births and their ancestors' births. As Tangata Whenua, they express themselves in that place, they gain the authority and the confidence to project themselves into the world. The idea in turn underpins the notion of mana whenua, spiritual authority given in an area. Isn't that fascinating? That is why it is so important for Māori of where they come from. Meredith tells me often, again and again, the first question we should ask is, where are you from when you meet someone? Not what do you do, who are you? It's where are you from? What, what land do you come from? She made a joke. She said, it's good because I worked out later in my years that I wasn't from Tairafiti, so I didn't marry my cousin. Cracked me up. I thought that was hilarious. And then we had our little cousin episode this morning, and I was like, well, there you go. You know, there's something important um, about where are you from. Now, I want to also remind us that Jesus, when he was being confronted about where have you come from? Who, are, who do you think you are? He said, you're right that you only have my word. This was in John 8, 4. But you can depend on it being true. Listen to what he says. I know where I've come from and where I go next. You don't know where I'm from or where I'm headed. See, when we don't know where we come from and where we're going, we become anxious we become disorientated. We lose direction and purpose in life. But if we know where we come from, where we have been birthed, our identity, we have confidence and we know where we're going. So in perspective of eternity, if we know we have been birthed into the kingdom, we have come from the seed of Christ and we are returning back to him, we should have full confidence that we have eternal life not a sliver. This life we have of maybe, if we're lucky, 80 years or more, 100 years, is a sliver. And so in our lifetime, (laughs) we have an opportunity to see in. But let's never find ourselves, let's never find ourselves dismissing others' experience and understanding, knowledge, or perspective that might be different to ours outside. Every story, they say there's two sides to a story, and that is true. There are many stories, and it says, actually, here, give me a minute, my notes are absolutely scattered. Let me tell you, I woke up this morning and it was like suddenly there was clarity and an absolute waterfall of God just, this is what I want you to share. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I don't have notes. But here we go. Here we go. On many past occasions, this is Hebrews 1, and in many different ways, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir 
of all things. All things. And through whom he made the universe. Every country, every nation, every culture, every tongue has come from him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of him and his nature, upholding all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became as far superior, far superior to even the angels as a name he has inherited is exactly beyond, is, is excellent beyond these. Where has the church been birthed from? Where has our name come from? It's come from the Father of the Most High. It's from the seed of Christ that we have inherited and that we are becoming, which is far superior, the kingdom reality, the kingdom culture, is far superior of even angels. Got... We've got beautiful friends who are living in South Africa. They are from New Zealand originally. Um, When I moved here to New Zealand, by the way, I've become a citizen a few months ago, remember? Thank you. Thank you. But Cheeky, my brother, who's been here maybe, maybe eight years, where I've been here almost 18, applied after me for citizenship and then got it a few months later, where I waited two years. And I thought, how interesting. What, what was the filter and the value of how they decide who gets citizenship or not? And I called them and I asked them, because I'm waiting. And I thought, is it because my brother has this great job and he's seen as actually contributing to society in some way, where I'm just bearing babies and, you know. <laughs> and it, I had to ask that question, because I feel like I had been nurtured and I've grown, I've grown as a person here. I have, I have, I've brought babies from the mountain, if you want to say, from the land. I'm raising my children here. Um, and I feel so part of this nation. And I think there is a difference, and I'm not saying this is, this is what happened with me and my brother, but one can be, you know, we can enter into, if we think about the treaty, it could be a, con- a contract. If it's merely a contract, it's like, how do we benefit each other? If it's a covenant, how do we love each other relationally? Not what can you give me. It's a mutual, beneficial, relational covenant that cannot be broken, which means we have to work it out. There is longevity, just like marriage. Oh, anyway, back to the story of my friends in South Africa. Um, you know, when I first arrived, they were the first couple to really embrace uh, me to this country. And I met them before I met Kirk, um, but it wasn't long after that we uh, became really good friends. They now live in South Africa in my homeland. And it's like we've exchanged homelands. Now, when I met Bex, she was um, her, her maiden name was Russell. So her lineage, her. Um, uh, um, I want to say, I want to say, Papa, Papa. It comes from the place of Russell, okay, the place that's just across the harbour where the Waitangi Treaty had been signed, and she was 
out of anyone. She was the only person who could speak Tereo fluently. Before Tereo has taken off, where now I, I went to um, a place to find out about the course running in Tereo, she said to me, hundreds of people apply. Hundreds of people start coming to the classes because they want to learn. The intention is good. It starts, but by the end of it, or not even, first few weeks in, people stop coming. Things start with a really good intention, but what we need is follow-through, longevity to the end, a constant learning, listening, opening, and sharing. Anyway, she, um, she was fluent in Tadeo. She had a real heart for all people, and they got called to South Africa to minister there, and now they have two African boys that they call their sons that they have adopted. And so we have this special bond of exchange of homelands. And she gifted me this punamu uh, the last time she was here, and this one represents the weaving and connecting of eternal uh, weaving of lives. And for me and her to come from different countries, different cultures, what we have that we cherish the most is that the pinnacle, the mountaintop of our unity is Jesus. And the denominational foundation of our relationship is Jesus and everything in between. See, the mountain is not just a spiritual place that we can look at, but it actually means, can't find it right now, but it means a gathered up of many things that make a heap. Okay, Just like the placenta um, in Maori is, is the islands that pop up, right? It's what comes out the water. It's a rising up. It's a it's a, um, it consists of many things gathered up that makes it rise. Again, interesting, because that's where generations come from. That's the cycles that continue, that live from. And so this is what I feel like we have to remember, is that at the end of the day, we are a heap of many generations many members of different cultures, different tongues, heaped up and called Mount Zion. It says in Psalm 68 that all the other peaks look at that mountain and they're like, why is that mountain blessed? Why is that mountain getting all the benefits? And God says, because that's my mountain. That's where I dwell. And so it speaks to humankind that actually... (laughs) If there should be any division, and hear me on this, it's saved and unsaved. Because in Acts, it says that we have come from one blood, one human race. Our parents are Adam and Eve. Let's be reminded that they had children, siblings who one murdered the other. coming from the same parent. In Ephesians, it says that every family gets its name from the father, one parent. We have been birthed from the same placenta, the same land, if you want to say, in the beginning, born again. In Acts 17, it says, 
Paul, he walked around, he was in a, a different place that had a different culture, and he was examining the, the objects of worship. And he said, I found an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship as something unknown, I now proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in, in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as if he needed anything. Because he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined, listen to this, their appointed times and boundaries of their land. God intended that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each of us, for in him we live, move, and have our being. He is our Fenua. He is the land in which we have been home from. He is the placenta that, has, that is nourishing and giving us oxygen, just as we heard from Vicky that we are being nourished by the body of God. We are being nourished by his blood. It says in Colossians, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions, I would put in governments or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. See, if we judge by skin, by race, or by culture, we are missing something very important. It's the blood that has been paid for that unifies us. And it is superior to every government, authority, and thing that is over us. We have been made a holy nation, a priesthood, a special possession to God, which transcends, transcends all things. It's an eternal longevity. We have been made a priesthood, people that don't pick sides, but stand in the gap and intercede, who are peacemakers that bring opposing views that we might think cultural flavors might be different but priesthood, they deal with sacrifices all the time. They deal with blood all the time. And they know that it's the blood of the sacrifice that makes them holy or makes a nation holy. Priests in the day, they would perpetually have to do rounds and rounds of making sacrifices on behalf of a nation. They would walk and they would actually wear attire, and at the end of it, they would have bells to make a noise. And people would hold their breath, waiting for the high priest to enter into the Holy of Holies, hoping that the sacrifice would suffice for the nation. If they heard those bells stop ringing, they knew the priesthood did not make it in the presence of God. The sacrifice was not worthy, and therefore the nation was not worthy. 
Jesus, our high priest, stepped in to his own story, just as we need to, as a priesthood, believe that Jesus will step into his own story. We are not a story of ourselves. Our lives is not a story of ourselves. The nation of New Zealand's story is not a story of itself. We are part of the grand story of God through generations who has shown himself in different ways to many people, revealed himself to many people just as how he reveals himself to Wenda, how he reveals himself to Mary and to me is different, but we are from the same whanau, the same father. Jesus stepped in and made a sacrifice that would not just satisfy for a year, but for eternity. And he has cleansed us of our sins, past, present, future. So we have the potential to live a fully redemptive life and offering redemption, offering forgiveness, being given the capacity to love and love well to love deeply, to listen and hear, to share and embrace every experience and expression that is there, knowing that we come and we are Mount Zion, the holy nation, a set-apart people, a priesthood, and God's special possession. I'll leave it there. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just want to thank you, God, that you are the most high God. There is no one who is on par with you. There is no one who is your equal. You are superior and you are the Lord of our lives and our hearts, of our land. And God, we need you always and every day. You are the one that nourishes us and cherishes us and takes hold of us, Lord. And because of who you are, Lord, we are set apart. Because of who you are, we are made holy. Because of who you are, we have the capacity to walk worthy in the manner that is worthy to who you are and your sacrifice and by your blood. Lord, help us to be a people um, that you call us, a special possession, a priesthood of the order of Melchizedek, which is not a priesthood that can die. It is a forever priesthood, a people who will minister unto you and learn how to minister unto people. Father, make us the people you have called us to be. And may we never forget the full reality of who you are. May we never become God of our own selves and, and of our own worlds, pushing our own ideas and agendas on anyone else, Lord, but embrace one another and all, and all that we are together, Lord, because you say keep peace, maintain peace with one another in unity, because without it, no one will see you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this time together, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen.